Your finances will leave a long-lasting impact on your family. After all, you only retire once. If you're looking to discuss all things pertaining to your retirement, you've come to the right place. This is Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart. Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of Retirement Matters. I'm Mark Kaywood alongside Michael Stewart. He is the founder of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial with an office in Crystal Lake, Illinois. You can find him online at crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. Perhaps some of you are listening today off of the website, crystallaketax.com. Or you can reach out and give Michael a call at 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. Michael has his MBA in finance and is a registered financial consultant. He co-authored a book, Purpose-Based Investing, Nine Lessons to Rescue Your Retirement from Wall Street. That's available on Amazon. And as always, we'd like to point out that Crystal Lake is a one-stop shop with a CPA, enrolled agent, and paralegal all on staff. They can help you when it comes to all things financial and any retirement matters. With that, Michael, hello. Welcome back into the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Mark. Happy holidays to you. Yes, to you as well. I guess at the time of this recording, we are still a couple of weeks out from the big day, of course. But by the time you're listening to this, Christmas will indeed be right around the corner as we're recording right in the midst of Hanukkah, of course, and then uh, New Year's right around the corner as well. So a lot to be excited about this time of year. Oh, I thought you were referencing the college football playoff coming up. <laughs> true, true. By the time you're listening to this, you might know whether it really should have been an eight-team playoff, you know. Should more teams have gotten into the mix? Who's to say? I don't know. Oh. Anyway, Alabama's in, so that's all I care about. Yep, so. yep. They are in, and I'll call it on the podcast. I think they're going to roll Oklahoma. If you're listening to this and they just lost to Oklahoma, then you know what? There's a reason I'm behind this mic and not on the football field, but I think they're going to roll Oklahoma. I have to think that. But having having said that, should be a lot of fun as always. Enjoyed watching the Heisman back last week. Compelling stories across the board for all of those guys. And Murray, man, to be going pro in baseball, not even in football, and to win the Heisman. I mean, that's a regular uh, Bo Jackson move right there to take it back to the '80s. Pretty cool. Hey, I think it's just one of those great things, no different than when we're meeting with clients. You know, one of the things that I love about what we do, kind of going back to your Heisman reference, is that everybody's got a story, you know, and then there's so many great ones that are out there just from just everyday mom and pop that come in the office and just some of the amazing things they've done in their life. That is a great point. Everybody's got a story. And of course, in retirement, we want to bring that out, right? We want you to help find your purpose. So maybe that's not playing Major League Baseball, and maybe that's not being a Heisman Trophy winner, but we can help you with all things retirement matters. That's what we're going to seek to do on the podcast today. And let's kick it off with a little bit of news. Extra, extra, read all about it. Well, time to see what's going on in the world around us. And Michael, we kind of had a rough fall between hurricanes on the east coast giant snowstorm recently came through the east coast knocked out a lot of power caused a lot of damage and of course on the west coast they've been tragically battling fires for many months now and we've seen that really during those times you see the best come out of a lot of people but sadly we also see the worst come out as well and there are a lot of scammers out there that seek to use this tragedy to take advantage of folks it's it's sad to see and sadly we also see that in the financial realm of things as well and sometimes those two areas go together both financial and during these natural disasters but we see some common financial scams and we want you to be aware of them as you're planning for retirement so what are some of the common scams that you see and what do people need to be aware of 
Yeah, some of the biggest ones out there, really all these scams are just individuals working way too hard to separate you from your money. And some of the biggest ones out there, and you know, we post them on our website, on our Facebook page, and that as they come along because they seem to kind of run in cycles. So the number one, especially having a tax practice, is that we get phone calls saying that, you know, they called my cell and said that, you know, the, it was the IRS and that I owe all this money and I need to send them a Western Union, you know, or I need to give my credit card or bank information over the phone. Otherwise, they're going to come knock on my door and arrest me in 24 hours or something. You know, and what I tell clients is the IRS never, unless you're already working with them on something, the IRS never calls you, you know, and if they show up at your door, you know, there's something already wrong. You know, it's federal agents showing up at your door. So anytime you get a phone call that says it's the IRS, you know, it's not the IRS. It's a scammer. It's uh, things that are trying to happen. The IRS always contacts you by mail first, unless once again, it's such a massive fraud that they've you know got the FBI involved and then there's federal agents at your door. And by that time, it's too late. And you probably deserve it. The second thing, and it's more recently, is there's been a lot of messages around saying, you know, with iPhones and other things is, you know, the Apple support, you know, contact Apple support. We have an issue with your financial transactions. Contact this number. And once again, it's the same thing. It's just a big financial scam. Apple's not going to call you, you know, and individuals, with Android phones are getting phone calls saying this is Apple support because they figure if they blanket enough messages out there, there's going to be some people that it applies to and are going to wind up calling. Another couple examples very similar because most of our clientele are either nearing retirement or in, in retirement, you know, so they're well into their 50s, 60s, if not 70s, is, you know, that some of these scammers will go out and they'll go out and buy lists of individuals or get lists of individuals that they know are of a certain age demographic, you know, so baby boomer or much older. And, you know, they'll call and they'll be on a crackety line and then they'll say, you know what, this is your grandson. And, you know, they won't have the name or anything. And then grandma or grandpa will answer the phone, you know, and they'll say, oh, oh, is this Billy? You know, and then, or is this Bob? So they kind of give them the information, almost like going to a psychic. You know, they kind of give them the information that they need to be a little dangerous. And then they say, oh, you know, I'm on spring break or I went away for the weekend with my my friends. Don't tell mom and dad, but I need $500 to get out of jail or I need $1,000 to get out of jail. And, you know, so once again, just another level of scam. And probably the worst part of it is there's always bad actors out there. But the worst part of it is that, you know, good, hard working, you know, earn money over your entire life. This is your savings. You're now retired. And then you have individuals out there that are looking to prey on it. You know, and if they just spent that same amount of energy trying to improve their own circumstances, they'd probably do a lot better than what they do scamming people. Yes, certainly a lot to be aware of out there. And I think that's something, honestly, that's an area where your financial advisor can really help you because anytime you get one of these questionable financial propositions or ways to make a million bucks or claim a million bucks, I mean, you can take that to your advisor and they can help you weigh through, is this real or is this someone just trying to take advantage of me? And I think that's important that you work with an advisor who you know will serve your best interest because you need somebody who's looking out for you in this particular area of your finances. Thanks, Michael, as always, for diving into the news with us. And now let's dive into the mailbag. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. As always, we'd love to hear from you on the program. We love taking your questions on the podcast. So submit them. Submit a question to us. You too could be featured on the Retirement Matters podcast. All you have to do to submit a question is go online to crystallaketax.com and you'll see a tab there. That's crystallaketax.com. 
That's all you got to do. Submit a question. And don't worry if you're nervous. We can change your name or whatnot if you need us to. But we do love to hear from you. This week, we've got a great question that comes to us from Phil. Phil's right here in Crystal Lake, and he says, No matter what I do, I can't seem to get my wife engaged in our financial planning. Is that okay, or do I need to figure out a way to get her involved? Phil, that's a great question and probably comes up every week. You know, usually a, a husband, and it's not always a wife. Many times it is, but, you know, one spouse will come in for our initial meeting and I'll kind of cut it short a little bit. I'll still answer the questions in those, but, you know, in our office, we require that if you're married, that both spouses are involved. And the way that I explain it, usually when we get them both at the table, is that this is important. And, you know, unfortunately, there may come a time in the future, you know, and hopefully the very far future, that one of you is no longer with us, you know, by accident or just life circumstances, whatever it might happen to be. And so it's going to be important that both of you have a very good understanding of why we're doing what we're doing. And we also want to make sure that both parties are addressed as far as how we build this plan and what the purpose of not only the investment, but, you know, what are our goals? What are our hopes? What are we trying to do? And if we're only getting that from one side, we might either have a portfolio that's way too conservative for what we're trying to do or way too aggressive that the other person's not comfortable with. In many relationships, you know, one of the two spouses manages the finances a little bit more than others. Rarely is it a 50-50 proposition. But what's more important about getting everybody at the table is in those initial couple meetings, what we call our discovery meeting and our design meeting, is going through and saying, okay, what's important to both spouses? And then get that in, quantify that, qualify that, so then we have that final plan that we're going to deliver to them. It accounts for what both parties' interests are, not just skewed towards one or the other. So in our practice, you know, we make it a priority that both spouses are involved. And one of the greatest compliments that I get, and we actually just got it, we just did a plan for someone with about $2 million. They've been working with an advisor for about 30 years, and, and the advisor wasn't me. And they came to one of our workshops on estate planning and then you know, signed up to come in and talk to me and said, hey, we want you to put a financial plan together. I was kind of surprised they didn't already have one. But then when we sat in, a, in the very first meeting was with the husband, and I said, okay, we want to make sure that your wife gets involved. He said, oh, she's not really into that. I said, that's okay that she's not into it, and we're not going to really get into the weeds. She doesn't need to know about P ratios and what's going on in emerging markets, all those kind of things. I just want her involved in the process. So then she wound up coming in for the second, the third, and then the final fourth meeting when we did the delivery. And the biggest compliment that I got was right at the end. And she was engaged the entire time. You know, So it wasn't picking investments and those things. She was very engaged. And at the very end, after we delivered the plan and she was getting ready to walk out of the office, she said, Mike, thanks. You know, the whole reason that I haven't been involved for nearly 30 years is the other broker would talk over my head. He would only ask my husband questions. It's as if I didn't even exist. So that was the reason she didn't want to be involved in any of this, just because she had such a bad experience before. And she said, you made everything seem so simple and so easy. I don't understand how it works, but I understand why we're doing what we're doing. And to me, you know, that's the greatest comment I could get. And to go back to Phil's question here is that's why you want both spouses involved in the planning process. Yeah, it's certainly cool to see how you're able to get folks on the same page, and that is important in retirement. So, Phil, thank you for writing in. And as always, you can get more detailed answers to your questions by calling in to the office. We gave the number out at the beginning, and you can scroll back through and find it. And in fact, I can just give it right quick right here. It's 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. 
as always, thank you for writing in. All right, let's dive into the main meat of the program and talk about risk tolerance on the podcast today. This is sort of a buzzword, Michael. I think any advisor worth their salt is going to have a conversation with you about risk. But what is risk tolerance? We hear it all over the place. We hear it on TV. We hear it from our advisors. But what's that really mean? We found that people lack an understanding of it, and we're hopeful that you can help us unpack that today on the podcast. Yeah, risk tolerance, unfortunately, within the industry, the brokerage industry, you know, to most brokers, it's fill out this little 10 question questionnaire and that'll determine how, you know, the assets for the rest of your life are invested. How I explain risk tolerance to individuals is they're like, oh, no, I'm pretty comfortable with risk. Well, everybody's comfortable with risk. And I use a Mike Tyson quote. A Mike Tyson quote was, you know, something to the effect that, you know, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. You know, that's what risk tolerance is, which is you think that you have a certain amount of tolerance for risk. And, oh, I understand the markets go up and down. And I understand on any given day, I could lose money, make money. But really, once kind of everything hits the fan, are you still in the right place? So the way I describe risk tolerance to somebody is, okay, so in the event over the next 6, 12 months or so, your portfolio were to do X, good or bad, would you be able to sleep at night? Will we be able to have that portfolio and stick with it in good markets and bad? Because we know over the long term, whether it's three, five, 10, whatever time frame that is, that it's going to move us closer to achieving our goals. If so, then that is the right amount of risk, you know, that you can tolerate the risk tolerance for that portfolio and not impact our overall plan. And it's something that we can stick with. If we can't, if we say, okay, hey, worst case, you know, in this type of portfolio you have, if it were a dip 15%, would you still be able to sleep at night understanding we don't need this money for another five or 10 years? If they say no, then we either have to reevaluate the portfolio and the true risk level that they're comfortable with, because it doesn't make sense to build a portfolio based on some, you know, kind of pie in the sky risk tolerance level if the client's not going to stick with it. Because the only way you get the long-term returns is that you got to stick with it for the long term. So, Michael, in that case, how does their risk tolerance factor into a plan that you put together for them? Really, the two different things. So, one, you know, on the software side, we'll use something called Riskalyze, and, you know, it, it really kind of will email it out. When we email it out, we email it out to both spouses. So, we don't just get, you know, one of them determining how much risk the entire portfolio. It kind of goes back to Phil's question there. We want opinions from both of them. You know, so that kind of quantifies a little bit what risk level they're comfortable with, and that's more of a starter but more importantly, it's really a conversation. It's about common sense. I'll give you an example from the office this week. You know, I, I talked to individuals about risk tolerance versus risk capacity. And the difference there is risk tolerance is, okay, how much risk are you comfortable with? You understand markets go up or down. And everybody tends to think until everything hits the fan once again. Everybody thinks they have this great risk tolerance. But in my practice, since I deal with individuals approaching or in retirement, I talk less about risk tolerance and more about risk capacity. And risk capacity says, oh, you may be comfortable with it, but can you afford to take that amount of risk at whatever stage of life that you're in right now? And an example, and just actually happened this week, we had a client come in, 62 years old, wants to retire in three years at 65, and they're still 90% in the market. You know, so the last few months have been a little rocky in the market, so they're a little concerned. So I was speaking with he and his wife, and you know, and he's a stock all day guy, and it's done well to get him to this point. But what I ask them is, okay, so you're very tolerant of risk, otherwise you wouldn't be 90% in the market, but what is your risk capacity? So let's just say hypothetical that, all right, you're 62 right now, you want to retire in three years, you got a million dollars, most of it in the market. What would be more impactful on your retirement? If you made $200,000 over the course of the next two years, so your million went to million two, 
or if the markets maybe were late in the business cycle here and the markets roll over and you lost 200,000 and now you got 800 and you're only a year away from retirement, which one would have a greater impact on your eventual retirement? You know, he sat back in his chair and his wife already knew the answer. And he's like, well, if I lost the money, so then why would you take as much risk? You don't have the capacity to take that same level of risk because you're not 30, 40 years anymore. You know, you need this money in the next few years, at least to start drawing an income stream. So for me, that's how I get a better understanding of individuals. Sure, we'll quantify it with, you know, various software and other things like that. But really, it's a conversation about how much risk can we afford to take given where we are in life. And so how are you able to help folks as they come in kind of navigate that process from sitting down, having a conversation on risk tolerance, and then moving towards a plan that's based off of their level of risk tolerance. And like you said, where they are in life as well. What does it look like just to come in and sit down with you for a chat? Yeah, that's really where it all begins. It always begins with just a conversation. So, you know, all prospective clients come, they come in my office, I got a whiteboard and a conference table in my office. And we just sit down and, you know, we don't even flip through statements and talk about specific investments in that first meeting. The purpose of that first meeting, what I call a discovery meeting, is really just kind of sharing your hopes, your goals, your wants, your dreams. What are you trying to do? Where are you at now? What are the things that have worked for you over the years? What are the things you're disappointed in, including relationships with other advisors? And how would you like to move forward from here? If there's a fit between us, you know, so philosophically about investing, you know, preferably conservative or so, if there's a fit between us and the personality is a good fit, then we talk about, hey, you know, what we really should do is build a plan. Because unfortunately, most people go out and they start buying stuff and then they get this hodgepodge box of stuff. And then they say, okay, I don't know how it all works together. In our practice, in my practice, what we do is we actually start with the plan and then in the next few meetings, we determine what goals, the things we're trying to achieve. And then we start talking about how, what tactics we should use, what investments we should use, because they actually all will move us closer to our goals and make sure we're on top of that plan. So we just start out with what we call the discovery meeting. And it's a chat. It's a chat about what you're trying to do in life, where you are, and see if we can add value. And then from there, if it makes sense to move forward, then we agree to build a plan. And, you know, we put that plan together for you over the course of the next two, three meetings. It usually takes about a month. And, you know, and you pay us for that plan. But the reason you pay us for that plan is because you're going to get an objective plan, one that you can take wherever you want. You can implement yourself. Now, granted, most people actually implement it with us. So we become the advisor. But even if they don't, they know that they've got an objective plan, not a sales pitch. Well, if you'd like to schedule a meeting with Michael and the team at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial, all you got to do is pick up that handy-dandy smartphone or even a dumb phone if you've got a traditional flip phone. That'll work as well. And reach out to Michael Stewart by calling 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. That'll put you in touch with the team. And you can schedule a time to come in and have a conversation on risk tolerance or other areas of your financial life that you have questions about. Just call 815-526-3092. And remember, Crystal Lake Tax is a one-stop shop with a CPA, enrolled agent, and paralegal all on staff. They can help you when it comes to all things financial and any retirement matters. And as always, Michael, thank you for discussing retirement matters with us on the podcast today. Have a great day, Mark. We'll do it again next time on another edition of Retirement Matters. 
investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. The information provided herein is for training or educational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities, investments, investment strategies, or investment advice relating to securities, nor is the information or representation that any security is a suitable or appropriate investment for any person. Before acting on any advice, you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation, and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies, LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof.